Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the real, there's no need to fake Everybody want the truth till you put it in their face Never would it down, we don't really like the taste It's like giving out medals, time to put them in their place Talk about it from the raps to sports Smash Mouth Radio, I am rapper poor Got gang like Shuck, we aim like Remy Sitting with Sopranos, we know to talk heavy Tune the man, telling them to tune in Moody played the wing like Starks without hooping It was cool, you been rocking with the rest But now you were rocking with the best Alright, it's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Live and in prime time Prime time podcasting with the Disco 2 Today we have special guests Our guys, Portugal the man, my guy John and Zach from Portugal, the man, the group. Motherfuckers just won a Grammy. Mm. Come rocking with the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Me, the young shooter, got to sit down with these dudes. These dudes came out of nowhere. I mean, they've been rocking for a long time, but they came out of nowhere. Small indie band. Now they are major league cross-cultural pop stars. I'm sure they don't like being referred to as pop stars by the gringo man Dingo. But pop is good. 
popular music is good and making money is good. So we have Portugal the Man live and in prime time. But first, me and G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, are going to discuss Air Max 95 Day, Sick Fucks of the Week, and Gerald, I got to watch Odell Beckham work out live and in person. All that and more on a Smash Mouth. This is like Rolling Stone Magazine primetime podcasting with Portugal the Man. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan. Let me get a fucking smacker for these dudes. Let's go. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Jeff Ruland of podcasting, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. They also call me White Mike. Some people still call me Bird. Um, I'm here with G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast crew is here. We are backed up by the best producers in the world. As I told you, today we'll be joined... By these dudes, Portugal, the man. I'm fans of theirs. They're fans of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. They're also big podcasting fans. They know what's up with podcasting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fucking you know, hold their, their feet to the fire. You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, I, I want to find out. You know, They're like, oh, we, we, we fuck with you, Mike. We'll see if you fuck with us the most. Okay? They got that huge... Big ass song. It's been in car commercials. They play it during the Oscars, during the Super Bowl. Feel it still. Mm. These guys are blowing up. Um, G Monetti. Yo. Uh, did you know that the other day was Air Max Day? There was such a thing. Oh Not yeah. Oh uh, oh yeah. It was a it was a it was a huge huge thing. I I thought you would have been on the front lines of Air Max Nike Air Max ninety five day. Um, and can you explain um, why there is such a day and what's the uh, motivation for it? I have no clue. Um, I've done some research. My guy, Toby, Toby Morris from the uh, group H2O, good friend of mine, friend of the show, friend of the podcast. Good dude. The PMA yeah. king. Fucking guys. I mean, if you're in a bad mood, you don't want to be around this guy. Just fucking Mr. Positivity. Just like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> run into a fucking wall and then come back to me. Um, he broke it down to me. So every year, I guess there's a, a thing that Nike does called Air Max Day, the, the, the 1995 Air Maxes. And I guess each year they put out a special edition, a version of the Air Max 95s. Um, and then there's lotteries, there's giveaways. Oh. The majority of the people pay for them. You, so you, 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 there's lotteries because they, they don't want to give them to everybody because they're so fucking special. Oh, so they put the people on like a scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. That's what they should call it. Air Max 95 scavenger hunt. The annual yeah. Air Max 95 scavenger hunt. G Moody, that's why I fucking like you. <laughs> Good, I'm glad, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you come with the fucking zingers. <laughs> and we're going to get to some of the zingers and some of the questions uh, from the people. Please remind me, because I'm about to go down this Air Max 95 scavenger hunt road, and I don't know where I'm going to wind up at the end. 
but All if, right, you, if you can, remind me. So okay. there's a scavenger hunt. I literally saw, because I, I live in a part of Los Angeles where there's all these, the shops. I need, live nearby. So um, I think it was, I don't know. It was, it was a couple of days ago. It was a day ago, two days ago, whatever. It doesn't matter. This this podcast is timeless. It doesn't matter. It, was, it, was, mm. it wasn't the day that I was filming. It was a few days ago. So I'm driving around in the evening, like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I see about 10 people. The store's closed. <laughs> they're, they're camped the fuck out. Literally. No bullshit. I saw about 10 people like, you know, like it was nighttime. Right. They got their fucking bags. They're out there smoking weed. They're listening to a movie. They're, they're like, these are the hard body karate people. Mm-hmm. Lined up. The next morning, I'm going to get my coffee. The line's down the fucking block. Now, obviously, oh. everybody didn't sleep out there. There was an Air Max 95 pop-up shop with the undefeated, and there was something on Fairfax, and I don't know if it was that fucking Supreme. By the way, mm. by the way, um, the sucker shit t-shirt part two, a uh, uh, part two, that's French, is now uh we restocked it. Okay. Um, and you could get all buttersoft I am Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts, including the sucker shit t-shirt. Uh, the hard body karate T-shirt, the disruptive behavior T-shirt, all our, all our shit, and they're all butter soft. We're not we're not hustling uh, people. We're not making people sleep outside and selling them tr- crap. Districtlines.com <laughs> forward slash I am Rappaport. The entire collection. Um, and we're about to do some special colors, special flavors with the sucker shit T-shirt. Uh, uh, but apparently, uh, the first edition of the black with the red bar and the white sucker shit. It's sold out. But we're, mm-hmm. we're restocking. All Buttersoft Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts, districtlines.com forward slash I am Rapport. So anyway, so the next day, there's motherfuckers lined up down the street on Fairfax, lined up down the street. And there's like these signs for this special colorway of Air Max 95. And LeBron James is, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock some. He's like wearing he's wearing like three different pairs of Air Max 95s. Uh uh, you know, he wore a pair to the game. In the shoot-around, he wore a pair. And then after the game, he wore another pair. And then, oh, I'm gonna wear some shit that y'all never seen. And this is all mm. for Air Max 95s, which by the way, I have to say, um, I always liked the colors of Air Max 95, but I always thought they were not comfortable sneakers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't care about that. I, they don't even wear them. No, they don't <laughs> wear them. So, so my guy, Toby, I was like, you need to fucking explain to me what the fuck is going on here. Why are these, basically these are kids. They're 18, 19, 20, all different shapes, sizes, colors, races. They go on this scavenger hunt. You know, they, there's lottery winners, there's tickets and shit to get these sneakers, and nobody wears them. I looked at all these people. None of them mm-hmm. are athletic. They're not like they're wearing them. Oh, I'm running in the uh, the Montreal uh, Marathon. I need to wear these, <laughs> these Air Max 95s. I don't even think these are functional athletic sneakers anymore. They buy these fucking sneakers. They wait outside to get these pairs of sneakers, and I think you can only get one at a time because it's a system. You know what I mean? Mm. Otherwise, like if you go in there first, you could buy them all up and then sell them. So, so there's like a lottery system. <laughs> they Man. buy them solely to resell them. And here's the question. If you're such a smart fuck, you're such a fucking genius, why don't you get a fucking job and do something with yourself? 
Like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep. You're such a hard worker. You're, you're, you're like, I'm gonna buy these sneakers for 160 dollars, and I may or may not sell them for 500 bucks. You, you think that makes you some sort of fucking businessman? <laughs> Yo, yeah, uh, in, in their minds. You're such a fucking genius. Well, why don't you take it one step further and come up with a real long-term business, genius? And the people that are rebuying them for $500, what do they think? Oh, I'm going to buy them and I'm going to keep them on ice and I'm going to yeah. sell them for 650 This is the way people think life works. This is the way you think you're going to have a long-term future. You dumb uh, yeah. fuck. You're waiting outside. <laughs> you're, you're, you're catching hepatitis and malaria. And who the fuck else knows whoa, whoa, what, what you're catching, sleeping on the streets yeah. to get a pair of sneakers that you're never going to wear that aren't even functional. That you may sell and you may not be able to get the sneakers. You, may, you know, you may miss the lottery. You may be the last guy online. Yeah. You, know? you may not even get the sneakers to sell. To so. sell them. So stupid, Yo, man. That's bugged out. I know motherfuckers is sneakerheads and all that. Hey, but got you got to rock them. Like, I, I have no problem with the sneakerheads, but yeah. like this whole thing, like this is some sort of big business scheme and you're going to be the, the next Steve Jobs. You ain't Steve Jobs, Duke. <laughs> you, 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 ain't, you ain't Mark Zuckerberg, Duke. You're not the dude who created Netflix with that dumb shit. They're like, well, yeah. Steve, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs wasn't out there fucking sleeping in the rain to get sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy, man. Yo, it's real. I seen it. I was like, it's all over Los Angeles, all over all cities, all over the place. Nike got these guys like it's like a Pied Piper. Got got them sleeping on the sidewalks. Nike got these guys like fucking sheep, straight sheep. Yeah, you'll do anything for for a product. This is a fucking a consumer maniac. That's yeah, it what was he is. nuts. It was nuts. Um. So bust this shit. So um, the other day, uh, Leonard Fournette, beast mode goon, running back yeah. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's like 22, 23 years old. Looks like he's like 40. Goon style. Fucking beast. Mm. So uh, he's a friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. He's going to come on. He be jumping over. He's on that Earl Campbell shit. He jump over yeah. you, run through you, run past you, do all that. Had a very, very good rookie season last year. Had a couple of injuries. Uh, but uh, he's in Los Angeles, so we've been trying to set up a time for him to come on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. And uh, uh, I hit him. I was like, yo, what's, what, what's up? And he was like, I'm getting ready to go work out. And I was like, oh, shit, where, where are you working out at? He's like, I'm over here at blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can't give the, the location away, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, dope. I'm right down the street. I'm going to come fuck with you. So I thought it was just going to be him. So I go uh, uh, to this high school uh, field, nice high school field. I walk in there. It's like a motherfucking uh, NFL uh, pro day in there. Mm. He's in there. Mercedes Lewis is in there. Uh, Amir Abdullah is in there from the Detroit Lions. Motherfucking Odell Beckham is in there. Mm. I, I, and, and these dudes are in there like, you know, doing sort of, I'd call it like a maintenance workout. Like for me, if I had done what they would have did, it would have put me in the hospital. But like, <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, they're, they're kind of going hard, um, you know, at times, but it's kind of like, I would say like a maintenance workout. You know what I mean? Like right. it's March. I don't need to go hard, but you know, I'm keeping in shape, you know, keep my skills. Yo, you know who else was there? Who, Fucking who? Saquon Barkley. 
Wow. From Penn State, who is either going to be the, the first, second, third, or fourth pick in the NFL draft. And I want to make a public plea right now. I just watched Saquon Barkley work out in front of me. He just turned 21. Talk about a fucking goon. Mm. Yo, homeboy's a fucking goon. He killed it at the pro day they, they, when, they, when they had him out there doing the stuff. He ran the 40 and 4-2. He's 6-3. He's got legs the size of fucking tree trunks. He was out Man. there. And, yo, homeboy's <laughs> a fucking goon. That's Iran Barkley's nephew. Yes. The great boxer from the Boogie Down Bronx. Saquon Barkley is from the Bronx. He was born yeah. in New York City. He's fr- First of all, his name is Saquon Barkley. The New <laughs> York Giants need to draft Saquon Barkley. He's a generational running back. It's like drafting Ezekiel Elliott. Yo, this guy's a fucking beast. The New York Giants have to draft Saquon Barkley. I know we need to fix up the offensive line. Do not let this kid go. I watched this. Yo, he's a fucking goon. He's a fucking guy. Yo, I couldn't believe it. These guys are, in, yo, they're all superheroes. They're all freaks. They mm-hmm. all have, like, superpowers. I watched Leonard Fournette, who's a running back, throw a football with his left hand 30 yards, and he's right-handed. Mm. Yeah, these guys, man, they're super talented. Yo. But did my man catch the ball? Did yo. Did see Odell catch the ball? Gee, Odell, I fuck with Odell. Odell Beckham needs to come on the podcast because I think that he's completely misunderstood. Listen, I've made videos ielloing him. Okay, I know, I know, you know, some of the shit that he's done. Yo, homeboy is like running around out there like a fucking gazelle. Mm-hmm. Yo, he's throwing he he's throwing the ball up the field sixty yards. He's running up the uh, the bleachers. He's catching the ball with one hand. He's th- they're running up. I, I, yo, to watch professional athletes work out like that in person mm-hmm. is wild, man. Because you're watching. I mean, like I said, this was like a maintenance workout. They weren't even going hard to watch Amir Abdullah. To watch these dudes, like, you know, doing all this shit, like all these drills to keep their, their skills sharp, I have so much respect for it because this is like the stuff that nobody sees, but like you're watching greatness. Like, you know, I'm literally like, I'm like tripping. I'm like, yo, I'm watching greatness. Like these guys are the best of the best of the best. And these are some of the best dudes in the NFL. I mean, Odell Beckham, he's running around the field. Like it's not, he wasn't even, yo, homeboy wasn't even breaking a sweat. Yeah, he's one of a kind, but you know. Hey, in the games, it's a different story, man. <laughs> Yo, come on, man. Yo, the Giants <laughs> cannot trade Odell Beckham, and they must draft Saquon Barkley. Do not let the Jets get him. You are going to regret it. Homeboy's a fucking beast. He's 21 years old. The, the fact that his, his uncle is Iran Barkley, look up Iran Barkley. If, if you're not a boxing fan, look up, just watch one round. Like, go to the eighth round of any Iran Barkley fight, and you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Like, even <laughs> when he won fights, they were rough fights. Like, he, he's, he was a banger. You just mm-hmm. saw Iran in, in the Bronx, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. At the Pines restaurant. So, good, it, good it, was, it was cool, man. Like, so, so shout out to uh, Fournette for inviting me to it. I just thought he was going to be out. I was going to say what's up. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. These dudes are doing all kinds of crazy shit, man. And, like, when they do, like, that fast... Fancy footwork shit, and you're watching it up close. I'm like, yo, 
I was like, yo, these these guys, these guys are no joke, man. So that was that was a cool experience. It got me. It was like when fantasy becomes reality because Leonard Fournette, Amir Abdullah, and Odell were all part of uh, uh, my various fantasy football teams last year. And to sit there and watch them uh, uh, right in front of me, Mercedes Lewis too. Mm. I was tripping off these guys. All the emails, we got all of them. I'm not going to go over all the emails today, um, but I, we got all the emails. Continue sending us uh, requests, things you like, things you don't like, concerns about G. Moody. They're coming in. They're oh, co- oh, they're coming in. They're let, coming let in. Concerns about G. Moody. People are concerned. What's up with G. Moody? Um, yeah. One person said... It's okay that he roots for the Cavaliers, um, and if he supports Trump, that's also okay. But God, please help me. How can he support them both? Um, (laughs) I wanted to. uh, One kid sent us an email. He's very upset. He loves us. He's big fans. He said it hurts his heart when we shit on new hip hop. There's a lot of good new hip hop. Please send it to us. What are we missing (laughs) out on? It's not like we're just sitting in the weeds listening to KRS One. Gerald's got a kid. He talks about it all the time. I have kids. We listen yeah. to the shit. If we're missing out on some new hip hop, we know some of it's good. Please Wouldn't send it to us, it? huh? Wouldn't they have played it already? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Stop bullshitting, man. Um, but please send us emails. Things you like, things you don't like. Shoutouts, whatever you want. Um, I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. There's been a lot of talk. People are, are, are up in arms about this. Oh, really? Facebook and the, the, the privacy and your information is being shared on Facebook. I'm going to tell you something. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, if you have a cell phone, if you have a cable bill, if you have a home, a mortgage, if you have any kind of... You're not private, Duke. If you're on Facebook, you ain't yeah. private. Yeah. What, what, what did you think? <laughs> if you're on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, any of that shit, you're not private, Duke. Yeah. You and, open to the world. And, and if they could find Osama Bin Laden, they could find your punk ass. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, my privacy is being jeopardized. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. If you want to be so private and all that shit, don't have a cell phone. Don't have any, you know, bills to your name. And lay low. What the fuck are you hiding? This is 2018. Nobody gives a fuck about you, my man. Oh, my privacy. They they have information on me. That's that's (laughs) part of the the cyber world we're living in. Nobody cares. Nobody's checking for you. Oh, complain. What what are they going to do with the information? Nobody cares about you. What are you hiding? If you're on the lamb, if you're on some Henry Hill shit, Henry Hill, he don't have Facebook. If you're a real crook, son, you don't have Facebook. You don't have social media. You don't have bills coming to your name. Other than that, shut the fuck up. If they want to find you, if they want information on you, they could track your ass down. Go off the grid. Don't have any sort of connection to any social media. Don't have a cell phone. Don't give your name out, no bills to your name, no PayPal accounts, no nothing, no email. And then maybe possibly somehow, some way, the they, the big quote unquote they that you're hiding from won't be able to find you. 
As far as just that, like, you know, oh, my privacy is jeopardized. Yo, that's part of the, the, the world we're living in today. I don't give a fuck. Like, I try to lay low and be private. But, but at the end of the day, well, yo, as long as they don't, they're not like videotaping me in my house, picking my nose and, and scratching my balls. Other than that, other than like your, your private space in your crib, motherfuckers know what you're doing. They know where you're at and they know where to find you. They'd mm-hmm. be all precious and high, like, oh, like you're so special. Nobody's checking for you. Nobody's looking for you. <laughs> you said it. Leave these motherfuckers alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's all bent out of shape about this Facebook shit. Like, yo, it's fucked up that that might have swayed the election somehow. I mean, it's, I've, I've listened to different podcasts. I watch 60 Minutes. I watch news. I still don't know, understand exactly how that whole uh, Cambridge media guy, I, I, I don't quite understand it. I know something was jeopardized. But at the end of the day, motherfuckers voted who, for who they voted for. And they could find you if they want to find you. Other than that... Zip it. I don't want to hear about your privacy and all that other bullshit. Go on some Henry Hill shit. Go underground. Go to Arizona. Go on some El Chapo shit. And even El Chapo they found. You think, oh, Don Smith from Jersey, they can't find you, but they found El Chapo? They found El Chapo. They're going to find your bum ass in Jersey. So this has some connection with the election? This is something where... Facebook did something with the election. Yeah, now. it's all tied together, but that right. I understand, and 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 I can't. I've tried to really understand how it was connected to the election, but but the reality of it is, people voted for who they voted for. You yeah. know, it's hard for me to speak on it because I don't quite understand it. I do quite understand that people are all bent out of shape about their fucking precious privacy, mm. and I'm saying nobody is checking for you, Duke. Listen, it's prime time podcasting, okay. That's what we call it. This episode is dropping in primetime, okay? It's worthy of dropping in primetime, okay? And and we're not going to do a Portugal the Man episode. These guys are real fans, okay? We're not going to do any primetime podcasting without the coveted, award-winning, sick fuck of the week. Miles Jordan, please cue the theme music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the Sick Fuck of the Week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The Sick Fuck of the Week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 No! All right. Yes, that's the sick fuck of the week theme music. You know what it is. You know what it is. The sick fuck of the week is an award-winning segment where we acknowledge some of the sickest of the sick fucks. Every episode on this podcast, it'll culminate into the year-end sick fuck of the year award but we are nowhere near that place right now now is where the grunt work happens now is where we find some of the best of the best and the sickest of the sickest at a restaurant called the pita pit okay it's like where they serve a little like a little greek food you know pitas you could get you know oh you get a little pita food an employee was caught on videotape spitting spitting 
in a customer's sandwich. You fucking dog, you fucking no. animal. This happened in Missoula, Montana. You're spitting in the thing, in the Dang. food, and she's smiling when people aren't looking. You think that's funny, you sick animal, you? Oh, man. Imagine Damn. you go to Subway to get your sandwich. You go to the Pita Pit in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> the Pita Spit. <laughs> that's why he's a, that's why the three times co-host of the year. <laughs> Damn. That's why he's the three time co-host of the year. It's fucked up. I mean, right on video, you don't know that they're videotaping you. Uh man, there should be there should be some jail time for that. Maybe a week. Yeah, Everything lock her is up. Jail. Yeah, everything's jail. Um, Pauline Elizabeth Martin. Do you know who that is, Gerald? Uh, nope. Okay, well, she's the next sick fuck of the week. And if you look up Pauline Elizabeth Martin, she looks like a sick fuck. Mm -hmm. um, she is a Florida woman in a romantic relationship with her brother. Oh. She was arrested arrested after giving birth to his baby. No. Oh, a man. brother and sister. Not only are they... I, I don't know why the... Where's the brother? I don't know where the brother is. I don't know why she's the only one that's being arrested. Um, uh. This is so sick on so many uh, levels because obviously when you, you do that, the baby is compromised. You, you can't genetically mix... And match that it's not even funny. Yeah. I don't know where the brother is, Pauline Elizabeth Martin's brother, but Pauline was arrested after she gave birth to the baby. The, the, the child obviously has been taken away. He's in special care. Um, God bless this child. I hope he can live. Not a lot of problems. I, obviously, these people are truly sick and they, they, they were probably on what would you suspect the kind of drugs they were on, G? Oh, man, it had to be on that ooh wee. When you do beat, when the behavior is like that, you start looking at your sibling. You gonna hit it and all that. Oh. You gotta be, you gotta be on something, some uh, ooh wee. Gotta be. Yeah, those gray skies, maybe. Yeah, Maurice, Jerome, all that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> shit, that's that's some crazy shit, man. I mean, what can you say? I, I don't even have words, man. I just. But that, that should be uh, jail for, for oh, both. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not coming out of jail. Yeah, You're not on, coming man. out. How, how do you come out? And if you come out of jail, let's say they put her in jail for 15, and she's like, oh, I'm trying to get my life together. Oh, well, well what did you do? Yeah. And then you got a, you got a kid. And you know how they say, oh, you shouldn't judge? Yes, yes. Sick fucks of the week, you should judge them. You know how they say, like, don't judge people? I'm judging them. Uh, I'm we branding don't judge them the sick fucks of the week. We judge behavior. We don't judge the people. I'm we judging judge the people. Behavior. I'm judging the people <laughs> and the fucking behavior. It's one and the same. You judge the behavior. I'm, ju I'm, uh, I'm the fucking judge and jury here. I, I, Miles, cue the goddamn sick fucking week music again. You hear the theme song. You hear, the, you hear it. You created it. We're I'm judging these fucking animals as, 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 yeah. as, very, as we should. I'm with it. I'm saying... Behavior. I judge behavior. Yo, fuck it. That's what it's about. Pennsylvania girl who went missing a couple of weeks ago was found in Mexico with a 45-year-old man. I'm not done yet. She was found in Mexico with a 45-year-old man. The 45-year-old man, Gerald, 
Mm-hmm. Was her best friend's father. Oh. He did Kevin the Esterly. <laughs> Kevin Esterly essentially kidnapped a young girl, 16, took her to Mexico to do God knows what, you sick animal. Damn. You Damn. ruined this young girl's life. His daughter's best friend, he, he took her down to Mexico. Shit. I mean, what the fuck is going on out here? <laughs> he had his eye on his daughter's best friend. So. You sick dog. Damn. And then he bounced with her. <laughs> what about the wife, man? Oh. Damn. They, they go with anybody now, man. It's like, how you going to come back home? You're not, you know what? You're not going back home. You're going to jail for kidnapping, you sick animal. Yeah. What do you, what do you tell your wife? How do you explain that? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Um, follow up. Remember this sick fuck? Does the name Zhang Feng? Oh, I think, I think it's, uh, it rings a bell. <laughs> Zhang Feng? Remember Mr. Feng? Yeah, Feng. Yeah, you remember your man Fang? He's a yeah. uh, 2017 sick fuck of the week from New yeah, York City. Uh-huh. He was arrested. He fatally stabbed his girlfriend's golden doodle dog. Yeah. Remember Fang? Yeah, I remember him. He won the sick fuck of the week. This is a follow-up on a sick fuck. You know, we can't just, oh. you know, talk about these guys and not, you know, try to hopefully give some closure on these animals. This piece of shit was slapped with 30 days in jail. That's all he got. Oh. You, he stabbed his girlfriend's golden doodle dog. Golden doodles are cute little dogs. Right, he sl- right. stabbed the dog to death. And this piece of shit, Zhang Feng, I know I'm saying his name wrong, but you know what? You're not worthy of me getting the proper pronunciation of your name, you sick fuck. Ah, am I wrong? Right. Yo, I, I, I would say... If your girl shows more affection for the dog, because these are these are this is why these things happen. They show more attention to the dog, and the guys get bent out of shape. Just leave the chick all together. Find a don't new hurt, girl. Don't hurt the innocent dog to try and get back at her. The dog has nothing to do with this shit, man. <laughs> um. Finally, with the sick fucks. Uh, we, we talked about this the other day, and I, and I was watching uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and one of the housewives, Lisa Vanderpump, did a documentary on this, and it was I had to I had to fast forward. And you know, Housewives are my favorite show. By the way, this Sunday, G Monetti, coming to New York City, I'm going to be on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, all right. Okay, with Andy Cohen this Sunday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Um, in Vietnam, more footage was captured People kidnapped dogs, hundreds of dogs they had. I, 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 you can't even look at the footage. Whether you're, you're a dog person or not, you can't even look at the footage. Mm. They, they capture the dogs. I, apparently, the less they feed them, the better the meat tastes to these sick animals that eat this shit. <laughs> you can't call them sick, man. It's another culture. Nah, people, Duke. No. People do you're things not in other parts wheezy, of the earth. You, people do things in other parts nah, of the Duke. earth. That you may not understand, and that's fine. Nah, so dude, you, you're not eating you my put, fucking dog. They kidnapped you the dogs. Your, you put your fucking nose in another man's culture and judging it 
when that's not fair. They eat dogs and we eat beef and all kind of other shit that they look say, yo, why would they eat that? So if they eat dogs, it's repulsive to us. But in Southeast Asia, it hey. may be a delicacy. Hey, yo, hey, yo, my man, <laughs> my man, let me tell you something. This is going back to what we were just talking. I'm not just judging the actions. I'm judging the person straight up. Oh, and I have man. no problem with it. I'm the judge and jury. This is the sick fuck of the week award. Hundreds of dogs were rescued. But I mean, hundreds of have gotten away. This goes on for... And they, they had footage on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They kidnap dogs. They, 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 they'll run up on a dog, take the dog. Ah, you're not taking Wheezy, Duke. <laughs> you're not eating my fucking dog, money. Yo, you're not eating the dog. You motherfuckers on a crusade to save the dogs and shit. Listen, yo, yo, I'm letting you know you you fuck with (laughs) Weezy. They not running up on Weezy on some fly shit. Yo, you don't know that. He it it ain't like he gonna do ain't like he gonna do something. (laughs) Ain't like he gonna bite these motherfuckers. You don't know. I don't keep him out there like that. You're not running up on me taking Weezy. Fuck all that. Yo, his That's flesh. what they want to do. They see like a dog like Wheezy. Wheezy uh, has got a little weight on him. He's a little fat. I'm, I'm not going to lie. My dog is a little fat. I, I, you know, I want him to have a good life. We exercise a little fat. You know what I mean? Like a fat baseball player. Like, uh, what's my name? Like Big Poppy on the Boston Red Sox. He's like one of them dudes. Like big. You know, he's like, like a plump athletic type. You're not running yeah. up on my dog, dude. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't know. Cats is casing the joint. They probably they might looking at you running with the dog and shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, skillet. <laughs> All right, listen. We came, we saw, we conquered. It's primetime podcast. They're coming up next. These dudes are blowing up. I'm happy for them. Good dudes. Okay. Portugal the man. Two of the dudes, the shit talkers of the group. Zach, John. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, primetime podcasting with motherfucking Portugal, the man, me and the young shooter. We sit down, we break down the hits, we break down the Grammys, what it's really like to play the Grammys, who you saw at the Grammys, playing the Ellen Show, worldwide shows, worldwide tours. They're also hip hop heads. Let's get into it with Portugal, the man. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let's go. Check, check, one, two, yeah. one, two. Am I good? Good, 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 good. good. Everybody there? All right. Woo-hoo. One, two, one, two, one, two. Dean, get a one, <laughs> two. One, two, one, two. All right. all right, all right, all right, all right. This is it. This is fucking it. It's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with Portugal, the man. So, 
You're Portugal? Michael, that, no, that's John. That's John. He's, we've like been through this. No one's named Portugal. It's just, well, the, that's the name of the band. Who, you're the man? Uh, Sort of. We're, you we're, didn't we're, tell we're all, this? Yeah. You no, I've, did, I've been telling you. Well, your name's not, I've li- who the fuck is Portugal? What are we doing here, man? Dude. Michael, <laughs> I, we, we've already had this conversation. I don't know why you're like surprised. Like, oh, who's Portugal? Who's Portugal? Like, I told you his name is John, Zach. Like, come on. Okay, let's start I mean, it what again. Do you, what? Let's just start it again. Start it again. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. That's an embarrassing opening to the fucking podcast. I, you start the goddamn shit. We'll just start it again. Do you want me to start it? Or? I got it, Dean. Okay. I fucking got it. Just start it again. Take okay. two. All right, so we're here with Portugal the man, and you're John. I'm Zach. And you're John. Clearly. And you're Zach. Yes. Listen, you guys, I appreciate you coming through Portugal the man. Um, I don't want to do the life and times, you know. Um, I've been a fan of your guys. I, I actually have to give it credit to to my guy Dean here, and um, you know, I appreciate you coming through. I know you guys are podcast heads, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're on tour Always a listening lot. To something. You're you're I am Rapport Stereo podcast fans. What what other podcasts are you into? Because you guys, I see you tweet about different podcasts, and I'm going to be totally fucking honest. You give us love. But when I see you guys give other people love and tweets, I get a little jealous. Like, I'm like, I thought these were just our guys. Like, I didn't know you were, like, fucking whoring yourselves around. So what are your other podcasts? <laughs> I don't podcasts? listen to shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, we listen to a lot of stuff. That, that's kind of um, like Malcolm Gladwell. We listen to that stuff. Revisionist history. That stuff's great. Uh, a lot of comedy podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. like, what are, what are your other ones? Because, like, you know, we're competitive podcasting, but we love all the other podcasts, too. And I know you guys got good taste. So what are your other podcasts that you fuck with? Man, Norm MacDonald. Okay. Oh, Norm MacDonald is my yeah. favorite. That's, I, I've listened He's your through. favorite. I mean. Bes- I you know, is he your favorite? Is right? it, no, but is he your favorite? Besides I Am Rapport, is he your favorite? Besides. And then, like, I Am Rapport is below that. Well, let's see. I uh, I mean, just uh, like you got. He said it's his favorite, man. Just uh, let man, him say uh, what he likes. All right. Okay. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So, listen. My, my first question is, you guys, did you even imagine in your wildest dreams that Portugal the Man would, tr- like, cross from this small indie band with this indie sound to, like, a fucking pop band that's kicking ass? And when I say pop, I don't mean it in any disrespectful way. I think pop no, is good. Like- pop, you know, pop is pop is money. And in this day and age, I don't even think there's categories of music. So in, in your wildest dreams, did you guys even have ever imagined that? You would have this kind of success? No, man. This shit is pretty crazy. Yo, we didn't think we would go to Europe or play New York. Like, we just started playing because we realized that you could play for gas money. I mean, we were seeing, like, $3 shows in Portland and bands selling shirts for 5 bucks. Like, things that we had listened to growing up. We are seeing shows with 20 other people in the room. And I think it was this realization that we could just go out and play music and make enough money to get a little bit of food and get to the next city. It's so bizarre that we've been a band for 14 years and cross over at 36 years old. Yeah, we ne- we never expected any of this. We just didn't really stop. And we just kind of, we didn't plan any of it. We have no fucking clue what we're doing. So Portugal, the man has been 14 years? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you guys could rattle them back, back and forth because you both experienced them. Give me your top five, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Craziest moments like we're part of the party we're no longer on the outside like smoking a joint trying to just get in give me your like your just you don't have to like just rattle them off playing playing with weird al yankovic (laughs) oh yeah number one that was fucking huge uh we won a fucking grammy that was pretty insane we beat despacito 
for a Grammy. So beating that Despacito. Uh, that was it? a lifelong dream to yeah. beat Despacito. <laughs> like specifically, like if we're going to win a Grammy. Ever since I was a child, I've been training and practicing every day to beat Despacito. Yeah, there's so mo- many moments. It's uh, Mike D. Hey, yeah. We worked with Mike D. And we worked with Danger Mouse. I mean, just the the, the stuff we've done in the studio has been just so exciting and fun and i mean we're just dipshits from alaska i mean we're still are you guys same... from alaska yeah yeah i just said the no fact checking but shit give me a break time the fuck out time the fuck out so okay wait finish wait a second i yeah that is the if you guys are called Port, why aren't you called Alaska the man? I thought you guys were from fucking Portland. <laughs> this interview is going terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're both from Alaska? Yeah. Well, so what the fuck is that? Like outside of a band, like, do you guys like, like, I mean, is like, is I want to bring you to Alaska, like specifically the mugshot. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go drinking with you at the mugshot saloon. We would have fun. Well, what is it like growing up? You guys grew up in Alaska? Yeah, it's pretty pretty fucking weird. Let me ask you this. In Alaska right now, no bullshit, in your town or your city, I don't even know what the fuck's in Alaska, like how far away is the furthest or closest Starbucks? (laughs) Like what do we got to do to get a Starbucks in Alaska? I'm actually pretty close to town. I live right at the city limit, so it's not that far from... Is there a fucking... I don't even know Starbucks. Where this. Yeah, it's but... by the target. We, oh, yeah, I think yeah, all of yeah. this has come in after Portugal, yeah. man. We've brought all there of this go. to Alaska. We've brought the real world back there. Yeah, <laughs> I got a fucking Red Robin. But yeah, I man, dude, I grew up in uh, Cooper Landing. If two other kids in my grade, like the whole school serious? is in one schoolhouse. Yeah, wow. I mean, I've, I've like my parents were dog yeah. sled mushers. No I, they, way. They ran the Iditarod and Yukon Quest and. So you know, like yeah, into the wild, wild, right? You know, like the van where the guy went and, and yes. lived. Forever. So John grew up like what five, ten miles from that van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where his house is. That's where he grew up. So if you picture, like, it's pretty fucking in the middle of nowhere. That actual town where that story took place. Yeah, yeah, Healy. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you're from there, and then you you start this band, and you're doing it for like you know, like your goals are just general sort of like gas money. Maybe we can make a few bucks and like this could be a side gig. And then you're at the Grammys and like Rihanna's there and Jay-Z's there. Are you guys like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was what <laughs> pretty, the fuck. Pretty much like that. We weren't expecting to win anything. We were just, I mean, just even being asked to come out there, it's its kind of a, a weird thing. I mean, you, you want to act like you're cool and you expected it and, you know, you want to fit in with everybody else. It, actually, Mike D had the the best advice uh, we were asking like we've never done anything like this we're going to the grammys we got to think about outfits the label's asking us to think about outfits like what are we going to wear so i call mike because bc boys did it i mean they did it better than anybody else and I, I call him up with the advice and he says well you know what john the first thing we would do is not ask anybody else for advice that's the first thing we would do <laughs> Second thing, your background at a fashion show. You're you're on the bench. You do not want to try to compete with Bieber or Halsey or anybody else out there. And I thought that was just the best way we could walk into that scenario. Nobody is, cares. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares about us. We're just we're just here. And what's been the uh, the biggest tour moment? Like where you're on stage, like the most amount of people you played for, and they're like singing your fucking song. Like they're anticipating your music. Like that shit's crazy. 
that it's always been everything honestly the entire career of our band every every couple of weeks we hit this milestone where it's like like oh shit we made it it was the first time the first time we went to New York City, I'd never been there before, and we we played a show, and I see people singing our words back at us, and I'm like, "Fuck, we made it!" The first time we went to Europe and played a show, we're like, "Oh shit, we made it!" Is there's a there's a million little things that just keeps on keeps on going, and uh, keeps us wanting to do more. That's kind of so. what keeps you going is like you you kind of have to be competitive. I, I feel like in music, especially yeah. like, I like in, in everything, you got to be competitive. You got to say like. Oh, we made it to New York City. What's next? We get, we went to Europe. What's next? What are we gonna do? I mean, that's the kind of the the double edged sword. Like you totally. you win win a Grammy. Like what are we gonna do? We gotta try to win another Grammy. Yeah. Like we gotta beat that now. Yeah. So and, so what do you do with that? Like you had such a huge success with the song. It played in the the Oscars commercial. Oh yeah. I, when I was watching the Oscars. Live like, in the moment was in that what acapella street like march and, yeah, yeah, and the then the next what was was a T-Mobile commercial or something yeah. like that and then the next fucking commercial comes on and feel it stills on that commercial and I was just sitting there with my friends like damn like talk about you know you made it when you, fucking two different songs that you've made and one of them they did like an acapella version yeah. and my question is like how much did we make for that like like, like you like, know whoa was that a weird question yeah it's a fucking what are you. 10 years old how much how much are like, you guys so your worth? songs in the oscars and like yeah, what are you 10 year old we made yeah like, we made one million dollars <laughs> <laughs> no but like how, how does that like do you know those commercials are being made and like do you know they're yeah. doing like an acapella version like does that go through the record label or are they calling you guys up and like are you like sitting there going what the fuck like i mean the oscars and the super bowl are probably the two biggest advertising oh, moments yeah, totally. of the year do you know this is like these commercials are going to come on during that time yeah, I mean, the, so we're we're in Portland. We have Wyden and Kennedy out there, Nike, <laughs> Adidas. Like, we have all these friends that work in advertising. And it's something that, growing up in Alaska, we didn't have record stores. Like, we found music through commercials, through movies, through uh, TV shows. This is how we found music. Mm. And this is why, like, the whole sellout argument is so ridiculous to us. Like, any way we can show kids music is rad. Having friends in advertising is even better because we can actually kind of be involved in the process and say, hell yeah, you're going to make a, a marching band version of, of Live in the Moment? Yeah, we want to fucking do that. Like, yeah, sounds you know, fucking the cool. The Cadillac commercial shout out, like referencing the Jetsons and Back to the Future, that's everything we grew up with. Hell yeah, we'll do that. How do you say no to that? I mean, like, why would you say no to that? And, and you know? this sellout idea, because you guys have had fans, I'm sure you've had, like, there's like oh, yeah. an incubation of, you know, day one fans, and they're probably like, you sold out, you sold out. And and I'm like, I, me personally, I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't do this shit to just have, like, bad ham and cheese. Like, this is my fucking job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like anybody yeah. else's job, whether you're working in the fucking Starbucks, the gas station, you're looking for the come up. Hey, like, what, you know, where do you work? What do you, what do, you do? And, uh, yeah, like, exactly. What are, yeah. What you, the, would you rather, like, you know, you want me to eat bad ham and cheese? You want me to, like, eat some, like, some fly vegan shit in Beverly Hills? <laughs> so how do you guys deal with that in terms of your rationale? And because your, your goal was to never have this, you know, crazy success, like, you, the sound of your early music is... It's dirty. You know, yeah. it's indie. It's an indie band. How do you sort of wrap your head around that? And the second part of it, if you could remember, and I'll try to remember, is like, where do we go? Where do you go from here when, when the bar has been set so fucking high? Down. 
It's just a fucking slippery Rock bottom, slope. man. We know where we're going to end up. <laughs> so. Yeah, every single day it's, well, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. We're just going to try to keep hanging on. Uh, no, man, it's... um. When it comes to the sellout bullshit, I, I always say it's fucking weird when somebody gets pissed off at that because they're clearly watching it and they'll say, oh, I saw you on this commercial, boo. You're clearly watching the game or doing whatever. I'm like, I always ask, what would you rather hear? Are you saying you would rather hear something that you don't like? That makes no fucking sense to me. I want, I would like everything to be cool. Every commercial, every radio station to play good music. And so it's our part. It's not making us look shittier. It's making whatever we're doing cooler. Let's make fucking TV cool. Let's make radio cool. Mm -hmm. I would love for the mainstream to be fucking dope. Everybody thinks that the mainstream is, you know, shit. And some of the stuff definitely is. And so, but if it was all good, that'd be fucking rad. And and what about going forward with these two big, I mean, I remember, I think I, DM'd you something. When I saw it during the football game, I was doing something for football because I'm a senior fantasy football analyst. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was tripping that. Like, it was like during the NFL. Are the expectations of your of your record label, like, what's going to be the next hit? How do you even, like, sort of wrap your head around sort of matching that? Because it's, it's hard to fucking do. You know, it's hard to, like, catch lightning in a bottle. Oh, it's fuck, it's it's impossible. I mean, we know so many people that... I, we've worked with songwriters. We've, we've done all that. And just watching the way they work, you cannot predict something like this. If these idiots, us, could come up and uh, take number one at pop radio, then the pop producers have no clue what's happening. I mean, you cannot predict it. And that's kind of where we're at right now. It's, fuck yeah, we're going to try. I mean, that's that's all you could do is just try harder. And I want to go into the studio with people that we respect. I mean, that's that's the whole goal at the end of the day is I, I want to take this opportunity to work with people that we like and we respect and not just because you had a hit, not just because you can write those songs. We want to work with people that we want to be around. Tell me how that song came about. Feel it. Feel like, it still. How did it come about? <laughs> like, was it a chord? Is it a riff? Because I can't write shit. You know, I'm not musical at all. I love music. Like, does it walk me through that the process of the song? I don't really want to say it was an accident, but sorta. It was. We were actually working on another song. We were working on "Live in the Moment." We were doing a different mix and uh, or a different edit of "Live in the Moment," and John just kind of took a break and picked up a bassline like in the lounge, in the in the couch, in a different room in the studio, and he just started like kind of fucking around and playing that bassline. And then our buddy uh, Asa Taconi from uh, from Electric Guest, who was also there working on his own stuff. He just kind of came up and he was like, hey, let me throw a mic on that bass amp. Let me, let me track that real quick. And then he started just kind of, he was like, yeah, I got some chord ideas, got some lyric ideas. He was just like, hey, let's write a song. It was almost annoying at first. Like, yeah, yeah, cute, but we're actually, yeah, we're still working on this, on this track. You know, the last thing we need right now is another song. We had like fucking 65 songs for this uh, <laughs> that we we're stacking up. And the last thing we needed to do is write another one. But it was... Uh, He's made it really fun. We started we started writing off the top of our head. Like it doesn't we didn't even write any lyrics down. It was just like we kind of hit record. We come Are you up with serious? a lot. Yeah. We the whole thing happened in about 45 minutes or an hour. Th- that song was made that fast. Yeah. And you always hear that, you know, with like incredible songs. They're they're done in 15 minutes or uh, it fucking came to me in a dream or whatever it is and like it that's usually the case. But no write no writing down. Like you're just yeah, sort of doing it come Jay-Z, up with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z. <Walk in>. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got this. You hear the beat, and you're like, 
Turn my lyrics up. <laughs> no, it's funny, man. Like it, just the the way the whole thing came about was this this guy Asa. Who is that? Uh, he plays in a band called Electric Guest. Okay, and um, he's he's just like a really positive, fun dude. He makes really great music. I mean, it's a weird thing when you're in the studio and another artist overhears what you're doing and steps over and says, yo, Jay, can I can I record that real quick? Can you play something for the bridge? So we were just kind of like riffing off of each other and he handed me a mic and said, sing something. And what's the first thing you sang? Uh, it was the Can't Keep My Hands to Myself. Can't keep my hands to myself I was thinking about my daughter. I was thinking about like raising my daughter, and then that led me to, well, what's what is this whole thing? Like, weren't we like punk rock kids? Like, we were punk rock kids at one point, and it kind of brought me back to this lyric that I had written with Mike, actually, like Mike D, the Rebel Just for Kicks. I I had this line for like five years, and it had just been sitting there. Like, we had thrown it at things, it didn't work, and I threw that out there, and it reminded me of, like George Carlin's whole like his take on politics and religion he like give you this whole like he'll break down everything that you need to know about politics and the way it works and the way money works the way religion works and then he'll end his whole bit with yeah but i'm not i don't fucking vote you know he doesn't vote he's just he is that rebel just for kicks i mean that is that thing And just the way everything was flowing, it just felt like that's kind of what we're doing. Like, I'm raising a kid at home. I got to go out on tour. Like, when am I going to see her again? I just got to go and do this. And then I got to go back to being a dad. So, yeah, it, was, it just everything was flowing off the top of the head. The, my favorite part, though, is Asa's part in the bridge is the, is it coming? Like, the, is it coming? Yeah. Like, when he did that, he was literally sitting in front of my face trying to get me to write lyrics for the bridge. Oh, shit. <laughs> he just added on a loop. That's but fucking crazy. Like, is it coming? So is it coming? Dancing in my and fucking that's face. When you guys finish that, then what happens, like, with a song? Like, you're like, this is pretty good. Then what happens? You take what you recorded in this hour, hour and a half, let's say an hour, hour and a half, 90 minutes, and then what happens? Then we overthink everything for about three months, change absolutely everything about it, redo all the shit. And then once we've exhausted every possible option, we go up. we go back to just what it was in the first place, pretty much. And then you're like, and you know, this is a good fucking song? Is it our best song? Like, this is going to be dope? This is, did, did, like, now I don't know all your work. Is this, how much different is that song from your first good song like the sound of it not it, it wasn't that we knew we had something good you knew it was Wait, I, I, I knew it was good but i thought i was like i bet this will do pretty well at alternative radio no clue when they we met a whole different side of our record label we're very like people came out label. of a different like there's like yeah, a different there's building a, there's a whole different fucking floor of <laughs> yeah the the people that work with the successful people like we never thought we were gonna yeah. meet you guys and yeah we're, we're super tight they all came in they're like this is the pop side. We're gonna we're gonna try to take you to top forty radio. And I was like, um, I'm thirty. We're thirty six. We're from Wasilla, Alaska. I know uh, this is Audi, but I don't. Uh, for anybody listening, I don't look like a conventional pop star. And, no, uh, no. And people could see that. Say it again. Yes, yes, yes. I 
I am a pop star. Yeah, hey, a fucking pop star. <laughs> this fucking guy. This guy doesn't even have uh, socks. I got a no sock rule. You guys, I wear my, I'm being forced to wear sneakers. They have them wear sneakers. It's it 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 like we they, they told us that we were going to do that. I was like, I just kept thinking about Tommy Boys. It was like selling a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves kind of shit. I was like, you're taking us to pop radio. Have fun. Like, good luck. Turns out they're really good at their job. And the it's the a, people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it took off, and we just couldn't. It was fucking awesome. It was fun. We've been having a lot of fun with it. it with, the, with the lyrics of that song, like, how crazy are you with changing lyrics? Like, are, are, like it could come out in a week. They're like, okay, that song's coming out in a week from now. Are you still, like, neurotic and working on those lyrics? Or are you, like, the type of person that's like, I, I've, all right, I've written the lyrics, that's done, and nice. like, that's final. Well, that's the way rock. It's it's really strange to me, like the the way rock and roll works versus uh, like hip hop. Like hip hop artists will put out, they'll change shit up until the day it comes out. Like they'll write a song tonight and put it out tomorrow morning. And I think that is the way music should work. I mean, music should be very much in the moment, and it should be of today. If you put it out six months from now, it's irrelevant. Mm. Typically. The label and the way you market things, they would want an album, you know, six months in advance, three months in advance. They could do the promo and and like hype it up and everything. With this this record, we're really lucky to be tight with Craig Kalman and Julie Greenwald. Who is that? uh, The heads of Atlantic Records. Okay. And they're just really, really fucking good people. And they let us do what we wanted. And what we wanted to do was right up until the record came out. It, it doesn't make any sense to be like, For sure. all right, it's good. I mean, you have so many afterthoughts. How many artists have like afterthoughts when you put shit together? You're like, man, I wish I had changed that guitar. I wish I had changed that lyric. The time from when you're done with an album and then waiting for it to actually release, we turn into fucking psychopaths. It's horrible. Cause, and, and so you just need to put it out. What is, like, if, let's say we did a song right here, right? Like we came up with the next banger. We just fucking do it. I'm rhyming. You guys are doing it. Dean's on the fucking lead vocals. You're playing the fucking bass. How long does it take to get a song mixed, whatever the fuck you do to it, and get it out? Like, literally. Can we get it out tomorrow? People will try to tell you that it takes months, but it doesn't. It could just, just do what you want. Put it out. The problem is vinyl takes like four months. Yeah, vinyl takes forever. And so that's the problem. But do we, you wait up for vinyl if you have something we, special we, we, at this we point? Always, we always had, but on this on this one, we just needed to put it out. We were changing things and writing up until the last minute, so we didn't. Actually, John had a pretty good idea. We actually put out a a no vinyl special edition. We made like the uh, the sleeve, the artwork. It just didn't actually have <laughs> that's funny. a record in it. And it came... <laughs> that's with, some fucking hustle I know, shit right I there. Know. Well, we're going to sell you a record with no record, asshole. It was, pretty, it was pretty good because we wanted, obviously, our fans love vinyl. We love putting out vinyl. We're very into it. But we just... It's either that, either wait four months. I got you. Or, so I thought that was a pretty funny idea. And uh, came with a download code and shit. You just buy the 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 cover and then we're like it's gonna be a couple months in the actual vinyl sorry but we just want to put out this music so well it's good to like put it out you know while you're hot on it while it's got the momentum because if you sit on it for so long that's another thing like how much did you lose 
perspective on feel it still especially with that song where it's like this is a fucking dope song everyone's everyone's hot on this song the band likes it and then months go by and you're changing things and you start losing perspective like is this a good song like like do you hate it after you, you always question because you just hear it so many times exactly yeah you, know, you could stare at anything you know you could um you could stare at the most beautiful painting and and after a while it just becomes a gray emotionless blob to you right and so you completely lose perspective and while we're in it We've just heard everything so many times. We've tried everything, and you're always doubting yourself. It's like, is this even good? Is this shit? Right. And you show people, they're like, no, man, this is this is good. It's, Come on, really? I've heard this thing a thousand times. I just want to fucking gouge, like, just stick fucking you never swords hear in my again. ears. Yeah, but it's... Uh, I don't know, we man. It's, it's Mr. One, Postman. Like, yeah, I mean, see, that that's, is that's, what it that's is. Why it's it's, it's right. the Marvelettes. You and say I heard you say I that. didn't. I didn't hear that yeah. at all until you mentioned that. But. Say, talk, speak on that because I heard yeah. you talk about that. Yeah. So uh, the melody in the chorus is the Marvelettes, Mr. Postman, and this, this to me, this is where music comes from. Like, if, like folk songs, like people like uh, Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan, uh, Woody Guthrie. Like all these folk artists, where where a lot of this started, and and blues artists, Lead Belly, it's it's all about storytelling. It's about, it's why all the progressions are the same too. Like it was people traveling across the country, telling stories about their lives, and then handing that melody off to whoever, like you know, Billy in in Idaho Falls. They give it to somebody else, and they write a new verse, and and it becomes something new. To me, that's that's something that's kind of gotten lost in music. Everybody likes to act like they're fully original, and like they, I wrote this out of nowhere. It came from my head. It's it all comes from somewhere. And with with the Marvelettes, with Mr. Postman, it was this this melody that's always just come with me everywhere I've I've gone. It's uh, riding with my parents to get groceries. We grew up in Alaska, two hours to get groceries. I remember singing along with Mr. Postman on the way to get groceries. And there's nothing cooler than being able to first of all clear it with the marvelettes that's not easy like you gotta you gotta so pay you, somebody so you for got it. into something with that being similar to the marvelettes oh we went straight to them beforehand yeah. before yeah. they came to you really? yeah. as you as you should i mean so many artists again you try to act like you just wrote that shit i'm not gonna try <laughs> try to do that and either way I want to say thank you to the Marvelettes. I want to say thank you to their families for, for writing such a brilliant song. And a song that today we can give to kids in a new way, in a fresh way. That's dope. It doesn't sound like the Marvelettes. That's dope. It's something new. For sure. That's cool because it, it could be a, you know, a bittersweet like symphony the Alan, type the, of the shit. the Robin Thicke song yeah. where they, I, I mean, I heard that shit. I was like, this is obviously, and I fuck with Mar- uh, Pharrell is my guy. Yeah. That's my fucking dude. But I was like, this is... Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah, 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 the, for uh, sure. I think it was uh, Blurred it Lines. I was like, yeah. this is Marvin Gaye. Like, the first time I heard it, I thought they were like... Well, they oh, got in a whole- lot of trouble for that. And I feel like the, the king of just taking everybody's money and is uh, Tom Petty. Like, everyone rips off Tom Petty. I feel like he's he's gotten into so many different lawsuits when, you know, he was alive. But, you but, write a thousand fucking songs. Yeah, you exactly. something. But I think that's cool that you guys, like, even went to them before that was even a thing. Because there's, I mean... Yeah, it's yeah. smart. And, oh, it's it's like, and it's not like respect too. Like, like yeah, the respect, but it's respect. not like I. Heard, you hear that song and you're like, Mister Postman. Like I, that's I didn't. You know, I'm like really good about hearing stuff like that, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear it so, until I heard you it's, say it's it. its own thing. Um. All right, hip hop. You got the Wu Tang tat. You got the Wu Tang chain. Um. What are your influences? You guys aren't a hip hop group, but you know, I see you on Twitter, and, oh, and, and we're and, all about that. Yeah. Okay, so so like, and you're in Alaska. You're up there with Sean Penn, Into the Wild, 
Do you, no, but another question. Seriously, you guys are from Alaska. Have you ever met Sarah Palin? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, she does not like me. For real? Yeah. yeah well, I, they battled it out. Uh, Zach got a skate park built in our city. Yeah. And I'll let him tell the story since he did the shit. I just was so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm from Wasilla, Alaska, which is the town she was mayor of before governor and then before whew, everything else. And I was very, uh, I was. I was kind of I was kind of punk rock and very kind of active in the community as a kid. We needed a place to skate, so I started going to city council meetings. I started a uh, uh, a committee. Me and a couple friends and our parents got together, and we started going to city council meetings and trying to get a skate park. And after about a year or so of arguing with her, um, she finally agreed to kind of splitting the cost. If if we raise a certain amount of money, somewhere around like seventy thousand um, dollars, the city would would match it. We'd get a uh, we get a skate park built. So we went out, like my shitty high school band played a bunch of benefit shows. We got uh, we car washes, bake sales, all the usual shit. And we got, it was really rad. The community was awesome. All the people that, uh, all the businesses that would kick us out and call the cops on us for skating their stairs and their handrails, whatever they did, they would donate to us. Like, all right, yeah, we sell, you know, four wheelers and snow machines. We'll donate to, for a, for a raffle and then get a park built and don't, fucking skate my stairs anymore it was awesome it was really cool so we raised the money super fast and we went back we had the giant thermometer in city hall and shit we went back and we finally had the money and then she said no it wasn't in the budget anymore so i was 16 with like seventy thousand dollars like what the what do i do with this that's fucked up so just started arguing more and uh it was we must have looked like such assholes i kept bringing all my uh, my shitty friends with you know mohawks and liberty spikes and uh i was like busted Dude. teeth yeah totally yeah <laughs> matt yoder and shit was just like uh like missing his two front teeth and shit from skating i'm like everybody just like come in smell like beer smell like cigarettes and just be fucking annoying at city council meetings and they were trying to get like real shit done i'm sure for roads and schools and stuff meanwhile i'm just bringing in like 40 fucking asshole kids just be like hey us over here remember we're supposed to do this but finally after about two years or so two and a half years we got a skate park built that's fucking dope you gave her no choice fun, yeah so when she says you could see russia from alaska is that you, true no you can't see Russia from Alaska. You cannot. She did say that, correct? She, she said that. She did say that. She did say that. To be fair, you know, I know everybody likes to play both sides of this. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. Yeah, people obviously like the left twisted her words. Yes. I don't yeah. fucking agree with that idiot. I mean, she's dumb as fuck, but she obviously didn't clearly didn't mean she could see Russia. Yeah, yeah. All right. So going back to hip hop in Alaska, when you guys are kids, you're and this is you know. 20 years ago, you know, Alaska, there's no record stores. How are you getting exposed to hip hop up there? Like, you know, and w w how are you, how are you finding it? Uh, generally it, a big part of it was, um, was skate movies and snowboard movies. Cause that was very, that's a uh, snowboarding and skateboard was like very deep in the culture, like, especially for us. And so that's how we found almost everything. But it was also like somebody would take a trip. The general rules were before the internet and shit. It was like, if it was cool in California, about eight years later, it was cool in Alaska. Uh -huh. So when I was going to high school, I was listening to you know, late '80s punk rock and shit like that, talking about Reagan and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, that administration is <laughs> totally gone. But that's all the shit that I'm I'm singing. And so people would go take a trip to California to visit their cousin or something, and they'd come back like Onyx. I remember my my cousin came back like Onyx, back the fuck up. And I was just like, what? This is awesome. My parents took it. I was like 11, and. uh and so then I just had people making tapes and I just label it something else. I'm just like, uh, I don't know, the mamas and the papas. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's and, funny. Yeah. And so it was a lot of that, but it was, it was really fun. And 
uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was just like people would, word got around. It was just people traveling. Like you go and visit your, your, you know, your family in Michigan and you come back with a record and that's, that's how we would find stuff. It was all word of mouth. It was just coming across this stuff. Though I do remember seeing Wu-Tang on The Box because I mean, I just oh, never yeah, slept. Yeah, like, yeah, I would, totally. The guys, I remember seeing Method Man on there. And the thing about Wu Tang, like, the reason the reason I really got into music was I, I wasn't super musical. I mean, I could play I play guitar the way you peck at a keyboard or, or type on a, you know, somebody who doesn't type types on a computer. Mm-hmm. And it was hearing, hearing Wu Tang for the first time. They, they did something, RZA did something really amazing that. I mean, I, I've, I've talked to him about it since. And it's th- just the, the coolest thing about Wu-Tang is he was sampling this era where the mic selection was so small and the guitar selection was so small, the amps, everything they were doing was, you, you don't need to know the song that he's sampling because you know the sound of that piano. Mm. You know the sound of that guitar. You know the sound of those drums because it's all like the same miking techniques. Like recording techniques were so, like it was so simple at the time. And he did something where he was taking these these four bar loops and eight bar loops and like these, these little pieces and he was putting it out there and it just in a way was connecting with all of us who grew up listening to oldies radio, like all of our parents' music, mm. and it's and he's also doing something new and fresh with it. And again, this this comes back to like he was taking something that he loved and he was recreating something. It was just completely new. It's not the same, and it like that's what made me want to play music. It was if I could hear this, like maybe we could create these loops. Maybe we could create some of this stuff. And like our first few records are pretty much, yeah, pretty much it. We tried me to pecking that. at guitar and pecking at piano and trying to find a line and then looping that. Oh. I mean, that was like really how we got into it was because of hip hop. That's was dope. hearing hearing like these loops and just saying saying like maybe we can recreate a beat. Yeah. It was something it was something so familiar and so new at the same time. And just that uh how fucking cool it was. I mean, yeah, growing up in Wasilla, Alaska and like hearing the shit that they were talking about, but then also throwing in, you know, bunch of fucking kung fu samples which we we're obviously huge into anyway so i'm just like this is the this is the raddest shit i've ever heard oh that reminds me of something you turned us on to the that sean price record man that record oh, is yeah. so good Seriously. the michael dudikoff yeah the, <laughs> the american ninja four reference i was like fuck yeah michael he, dudikoff he, he, his like, references damn. and sense of humor and like mm. and his flows and i mean he's such you know it's such a loss because he to me he was like Really, one of a last of a dying breed of a true Brooklyn MC who was hard, but also has such a good sense of humor. And then, you know, the thing I, about Sean Price, like he loved to rhyme. Like he he would send me shit. Like I'd be like, "Yo, you you should rhyme over a tribe," or he'd say something about tribe, and I'm like you should rhyme over a tribe shit. And I'd get a text of like, you know, seventy seconds of him rhyming over, <laughs> you know, a tribe drum. I was like, "What?" You know, he would just do it. You know, but like you're like. So he's flowing over that shit. So, you know, I mean, I, I that guy, it's a big loss. If you would, you guys ever consider like doing stuff uh, with a hip hop, like having somebody rhyme on a song, like because now, like, sort of the world is. I don't want to, you know, overstate it, but the world is your oyster. And since you love it so much, would you ever consider having somebody rock on your joint? Because it's sort of something that's not being done. Um, obviously, there was good, bad, and everything in between with it. Um, you know, uh, uh, with Lincoln Park killed it with Jay Z. There's all sorts of examples, and then there's the mashups where just DJs flipped. Like, I mean, there was that one with 
I think 50 Cent, and I mean, somebody did some crazy shit, uh, and they just flipped it with all sorts of old stuff. Would you guys consider doing that? And like, what would be your dream, like two or three dudes, you'd be like, yo, that would make sense. You know, that would make sense. Like, yo, this would fit with our shit. Like, we can make a song with so-and-so. Yeah, see, that's the difficult thing. It's funny being around, having been around rappers and, I mean, rock artists. Like, every rock artist wants to be accepted by hip-hop. And every hip-hop artist wants to be accepted by rock. It's just, like, the way it is. It's, the grass is always greener. You always want to see that. Um, For me, we, this is what we do. And I I think that's what everybody should remember is, like, I, I can do this really well. I don't know if I could create a hip hop track that would work. Mm. I mean, if we could work with people though, it's, I mean, it's the things that we grew up listening to in in high school. It's Missy Elliott. I mean, I love Missy. Missy is like one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Outkast, Andre, like it, I mean, there, there's, there's so many people that would work well doing that. Busta, I mean, of course. He makes everything fucking work. (laughs) It's all that way. He really does. That motherfucker's, I mean, he, He's somebody who gets so overlooked. He's stupid good. How he's crazy so is that? I, I, man, he's never on a top five. And then when you see him perform, you're like, this yeah, motherfucker has got jam after jam after jam. And and seeing him perform and like all that staccato fashion, when you see he it live, you're like, fast as fuck. There's no mumble rapping. You could hear every, like when he goes, give me some more. I mean, do you remember the track, like him and Mystical? Like, yeah, do you remember yeah. that shit going back and forth? And just like every time, it's like you can't go faster than that. Then they go faster, and you can like, hear oh every fucking, word, every word. And when you see him do it live, you could hear. I mean, that shit it's he insane. did, jump around. He did the jump around joint. Um, him and Eminem. Uh-huh. To me, last year was um, uh, I forgot what the fucking name. Of, I always talk about it. it. Was it's him and Eminem on that jump around House of Pain beat? It's literally should be, they should put it in the Smithsonian now because they're both <laughs> killing it. And Busta's just like, I mean, they're both just like yeah. going. And he's somebody, if you say top five, uh, you just forget him. Yeah. yeah, you don't think about it. But man, he was so ridiculous. And that Still whole is. era. I don't think he was. I think he'll, he'll put out a joint like this year. Yeah. And you'll be like, what the fuck yeah, is this? I agree. We heard some shit that yeah. he did just like last year yeah. and a couple of years ago. Yeah, he is a great. But all right, I'm gonna let you guys go. My final question, and then I'll, Dean, if you got a final question, because you know, sound. You like vinyl, comp, you know, Miles and Jordan, the Dust Brothers. You know, we refer to them. We have the best sound, and you know, Norm McDonald. No disrespect, his sound isn't as good as the Iron Rapport Stereo <laughs> Podcast. You know, and so much music is compressed. Um, I can't tell the difference, but I will say that the title High Five. I hear things in songs that I've loved that I've never heard before. How how important is that to you guys? And is it really even something that musicians should care about at this point? Because at the end of the day, it, they might grab that shit off YouTube and it's like going to be like the little ting-tings you put in there. Oh, you yeah, might yeah. spend an hour trying to do. It's ear candy for us because it's, uh, and, and for some people, everybody listens to music differently. And what you got to forget is that once you write it and once you put it out, we write it for us. We write it because it's something we want to hear. And once we put it out in the world, Art is, is about context and it's about connection. So that's the listener. A lot of people just listen to their iPhones like this. A lot of people, you know, just uh, have bad speakers in the car. Some people love, I'm, I'm a headphone guy, so I like all that little stuff. What's your Things headphones that, of so choice? I, actually, I, I go I go back and forth. I, I, I just can't stop buying headphones. Right <laughs> now, my last ones, I'm on a, I really like the Master and Dynamics. What, what, what brand is it? Master and Dynamics. Okay. They're How much pretty. are those joints? Uh, they're, I think they're like 500 ish, but I mean, it's like, it's That's our that job. car commercial and shit. So it's like, 
Well, also, but no, when but we're, this we're is for your listening. No, to I, be fair, I don't really pay for headphones. They usually, <laughs> to be to be fair, I just like somebody knows that's the guy. The there's like they're like, oh, you're a band. Of course, you need good headphones, you know. So they'll give us headphones. That's the and, hookup. Uh, and so, but I'm always wanting more. Yeah, and there's a weird thing that's happened. I mean, it's it's not just recently in music. You were talking about music being compressed and just, I mean, with the internet, like everything that you can get now, like it's all MP3s or, I mean, just, yeah, things off of YouTube is how they sample. The way music is made today is it's all just kind of pushed to 10. Like it's all just fucking oh. loud. And the thing that I miss in music is hearing the dynamics, is hearing those those low lows so the chorus could be yeah, sure. high. Like you want it to be hot when it gets there. A little bit softer now. Like nobody does that yeah, shit anymore. Yeah, that shit's incredible. Like, uh, like I want to dip down, like yeah. listen closer, listen closer, and then have it explode in your face. You know, like, yeah. well, that was a poor choice of words. <laughs> no, I got you. Okay, no, that that makes sense. So what what other headphones? Because I'm into that shit too. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm tripping. I'm like, is this just because I spent $350? I'm, I'm, I, you think I'm it's tricking good. myself. Like I hear, I heard that piano key. I never heard that. I've been listening to this fucking song for 20 years. Totally. I always love to to hear those little things in, in music. It depends. It's like what's comfortable. Uh, um, Odysseys, that like, uh, those those are like the nicest. They I don't have go a go on your head? Yeah, yeah. They're, I like over the ear headphones, but it's uh, it's just kind of like, but I always, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can lay on my side. I like there's, there's so many different things, and now Bluetooth. I'm just like, ah, oh, fucking wires. I feel like like goddamn caveman. But right. doesn't Bluetooth kind of change the quality? It totally does. I mean, yeah, that's my one beef. It makes with it. it good or not? No, good. it doesn't no, it make it. It, as good it makes good, but you, need, but you need the convenience, so you need the both. That's why I like cans. Dude, I, I like the both. both. Bose Quiet Comfort. But honestly, those, those, are those are really good. Those you don't are, think they're good? No, no, they're very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they're good. But with totally, the plug yeah. or not the the Bluetooth? They're Bluetooth, but I yeah, the Bluetooth. Changes. That's why I kind of like it, it, having the cord, It takes the you. you think I think it takes, it takes the quality. Oh, yeah, yeah it takes quality. Quality. Fuck! I've really but, been fucking lying to myself, man. <laughs> yeah, but there is a thing about convenience, and uh, I know, and I so, know, and, and, and it's uh, like really. Do you really? I, I, I swear to God, I don't know this title hi-fi. That maybe it's because I'm paying twenty-one dollars a month. I swear, <laughs> I think I'm hearing shit in the music. I'm like, I you fucking, are, you're right. There, there is there is a difference. There completely is a difference, and you can hear it. Um, is there a with, difference with it with with um vinyl? Is there a difference? There's like this is something like Gary Delabonte, Howard Stern shit. It's, it's more of a vibe, but you, it depends on what you're listening to. If you're listening through ten thousand dollars speakers, mm. you can totally hear the difference. If you're not, if you're just listening, it ain't through the record. Computer, yeah, it's, it's not. So, I mean, there is, but it's also uh, it's also worse. But you get the vibe. You can yeah, hear the vinyl, and you get that. And there's something about the feeling. Like I listen, I listen to vinyl every morning when I'm at home, and it's just because I can. Because there's so many times where I can't. I listen to. I listen to shit on YouTube and I listen to a bunch of compressed stuff all the time. I kind of do everything. But when I'm at home and I have the chance, make some coffee and I go like put vinyl on just because it makes me happy. But it's more about I'm not really doing that for the audio, really. I That's got like you. the process. I got you. Like it's like the film something. dust, you know, when you're watching you. fucking film versus digital. I got you. Yeah. I just don't have the ear. I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. All right, listen. I said I wasn't going to do the Portugal Man Life and Times. I didn't want to do Portugal <laughs> Man Life Times. I want to tell you guys, first of all, Congratulations on all the fucking success. I think it's dope. Um, I think it's a great story. I want you guys to continue to make fucking huge, big pop songs. 
Uh, tell the early fans, listen, you come along with the for the ride, or you know, uh, fuck off. Um, the, the more money, more problems. Second of all, I appreciate all the support for the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. You're the first band, although the whole crew isn't here to come on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. You don't want all all the dipshits. No, I can't. I mean, yeah. this is like the most people we've had on in, in one show. We had to like, you know, th- we have four mics. This is a special. This episode. is special. This is the first band you've ever had first on band. the show. Portugal, the man, and, 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 and also did another perk. Courtside seats at the fucking Trailblazers. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's just whenever Paul Allen's not in town, we just we steal the seats. We don't yeah, steal seats. seats. Yeah, they're literally. I saw Fucker, the ticket. You can't I, get on I, the I wood. Got to sit down there yet? I, I mean, they, they, because I would. Me and me and a couple of the other guys are in still really good seats. But yeah, anytime that uh, Paul Allen isn't there, uh, John straight up gets his seat. When you look at the ticket, it's seriously like row AA seat zero one and zero two. It's fucked up. That's in the that stadium. wood. Yeah. You got to hit oh, them yeah. up, man. You can't yeah, get on that wood. I, I want to go up there. <laughs> we, we got Evan Turner on the podcast. He's coming up. We had Dame Dollar. All right, Portugal, the fucking man. Thank you for rocking. Continue to kick ass. Tell Ellen I said what's up. Did you guys have to dance when you went on Ellen? No. Because you performed. Yeah. Did you perform and then get interviewed? Or did No, you... we didn't get interviewed. But Okay, because nah. you know if you get interviewed, you got to dance. You got to dance. And yeah, I didn't course. dance the first time, and I haven't been invited back. <laughs> what? <laughs> Portugal, the man. Yo, keep kicking ass, you guys, and thank you. Thank you. I tell you what did I tell you it's primetime podcast and Gmo Netty yep we did the damn thing I want to thank these guys for coming through continued success continue doing your thing continue the world tours continue making the hits dudes are from Alaska I didn't even know they were from Alaska I thought they were from oh. fucking Portland so what shoot me okay so what you know what we don't fact check go with my gut I didn't know they were from Alaska. They're from, from these guys are from the, the the middle of nowhere. Yeah, bring some crab legs next time you come back, bro. Huh? I am Rapport <laughs> Stereo Podcast. G Monetti, G Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. I am Michael Rapaport, the Jake Lamada of podcasting, the Dust Brothers, Miles Jordan. Take us out of here with a banger, with a smacker. You know what it is. We'll be back with more and more hits on the next I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out.